Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. John chapter number three is where we're going to be this morning. And starting in verse number one, the Bible says this, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse number 20, skip down there. The Bible says, For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. He that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. This morning, I want to preach on the subject, follow Christ in the light. Follow Christ in the light. Let's go to him in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. So thankful for the music that we've been able to, to sing today and just worship you. Lord, truly, I've been blessed by your people singing together in unity of the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, singing about the wonderful promise of your return, the promise that we will see you face to face one day. The one who died for us, the one who has given us eternal life. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Lord, I pray that as we get into your word that as we look at a man by the name of Nicodemus who went to Jesus in the darkness but decided to follow in the light. Father, that we would be a church, that we here at Fellowship Baptist Church would follow Christ in the light. Lord, that we would be the light, as Pastor Josh mentioned this morning, the the light that we need to be in our community. Lord, that we would just share the, the love of Jesus Christ and the wonderful gospel message. Lord, we need you this morning. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit, that you'd give me the words to say for your people, and that we would leave differently today than when we came in this morning. We love you, Father, and it's in your precious and holy name that I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Someone once said this, that the difference between an admirer and a follower still remains. No matter what no matter where you are, the admirer never makes any true sacrifices. He always plays it safe. Though in words, phrases, songs, he is inexhaustible about how highly he prizes Christ, but he renounces nothing, gives up nothing, will not reconstruct his life, will not be what he admires, and will not let his life express what what it is he supposedly does admire. You see, admirers want to play it safe when it comes to admirers of Christ. Admirers want to make Jesus one of many gods in their life. Admirers, uh, and, and uh, they say, hey, I want Jesus on Sunday mornings, but when it comes to Monday, I want the God of my comfort. I want Jesus on Sunday mornings, but when it comes to Friday nights, I want God of my pleasure, the God of my pleasure. And we, we say, hey, we want Jesus, but an admirer says, hey, I want to make Jesus one of many. 
And scripture and Jesus makes it very clear that that is not an option. That's not an option. The Bible describes God as a jealous God. Amen? You see, today we're going to look at a man who was interested in knowing Jesus. A man who became a follower. But he was a man who was an admirer in the dark, but decided to become a follower in the light. Look at verse uh, number one again. The Bible says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was not just any admirer. Nicodemus was a very well-known religious leader. He was a part of the Sanhedrin, which was an elite group of religious leaders in that day. And, And he had been admiring Jesus for some time. He was listening, I'm sure, to Jesus's message. Uh, listening to him preach and and teach, and he heard that message, and I'm sure I'm sure that message of Christ uh, intrigued him and inspired him. He watched Jesus work incredible miracles. I'm I'm sure he heard about the miracle of Jesus turning the water into wine, and he was very interested in Jesus. He was an admirer of Jesus, and we find here that he decides that he wants to personally meet Jesus, and so he comes to Jesus in. By night, he comes to them at, at, during the night. And it'd be easy for us to just overlook that, right? I mean, he came in the night. What's the big deal, right? He, he didn't go during the day. And we could have very easily overlooked that, that portion of scripture there about him going to him in the night. But ask yourself, why would Nicodemus go to God, go to Jesus in the dark? You know, he had, pro- he had plenty of opportunities during the day. Jesus was often preaching and teaching publicly. He could have went to Jesus any time throughout the day. Uh, in fact, with his position as, as a part of the Sanhedrin, I'm sure people would walk, step aside and let allow him to walk to Jesus because of the position that he held. He could have very easily came to Jesus during the day, but scripture says that he came to Jesus by night. Because you see, at night, no one would ever see him. At night, he wouldn't receive the the, the awkward questions from the other religious leaders. You see, at night, uh, night, we we understand that that his family wouldn't even have to know. At night, he can spend time with Jesus without anybody knowing. See, if he can speak with Jesus at night when no one's around, maybe he could be in a relationship with him without having to make any real changes to his life, right? I'm going to go to Jesus at night. He could follow Jesus without it impacting his comfort. He could meet Jesus and, instead of it and, and, and not have it impact his pleasure or even his job. In fact, his friends and his families wouldn't have, have to even know. He could talk to Jesus that night and quietly make a decision in his heart to believe in Jesus. That way it wouldn't disrupt his comfort and his established life. You see, that sounds a lot like admirers of Jesus today. That sounds a lot like Christians today who admire Jesus in the dark, 
but they're not willing to step out and follow him in the light. We're happy to follow Jesus as long as it doesn't require any significant changes in our life. We're happy to follow Jesus Christ as as long as it has no negative implications in our life. Because of this, we remain in the dark as an admirer of Jesus Christ. And I believe that is what Nicodemus had in mind. But what does Jesus tell him? He tells him, first of all, hey, if you're going to be a follower of me, you must be born again. He says, first and foremost, you must be saved. You must be born again. Let's look at verses number three through verse number nine. Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? Nicodemus is confused. You mean to tell me, Jesus, that I'm supposed to re-enter my mother's womb and be born again? There's no way that can happen. I'm fully grown. And Jesus says, no, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. You must be born of the Spirit. You must be born of the Spirit. And so he moves on and he explains, and skip down to verse number 16, a verse that we probably all have memorized this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. He's, he's pointing out something to him, isn't he? Men love darkness rather than light. That's why you came to me in the night. He says, but I am the light. And if you're going to follow after me, you're going to have to be a light. And he goes on to say uh, the light because their deeds were evil. Look at verse number 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. You see, people hide in the darkness because they don't want to change their ways. Amen? They hide in the darkness because they don't want to change anything. They like living after the flesh. You know, it's possible for us to be saved and continue to live after the flesh. It's possible. Paul talks about this battle that he had with the spirit in the flesh that he had to, that he had to, to live with. There's a lot of Christians who admire Jesus and they hide in the dark so that they don't have to devote their everything to God. Let me say this. As a Christian, it's easy for us to hide in the dark at church. Amen? Uh, Now, I understand church is very important. We need church. Amen? We need to be here. We need each other. We need that encouragement. We need that edification from one another. We need 
to pray with one another. As Pastor Josh mentioned this morning, we need church, but you know, oftentimes Christians can hide at church. Oh, I love Jesus and I can sing the praises and I can sing the songs and I can bring my big family Bible and I can dress up nice for church. But when I leave church, I'm no longer going to be the light that I need to be. I'll hide it at church because I want to admire Jesus here at church. But when it comes to my everyday life, I'm just going to live the way I want. You see here, we find that this man begins to hide. He comes to Jesus hiding in the dark. And the first point that I wanted us to see is don't hide in the dark. Don't hide in the dark. But also I want us to see that Jesus invited Nicodemus to step into the light. And you and I are today both uh, invited to step into the light. Look at verse number 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Jesus would not only tell Nicodemus that he needed to be born again in order to be a follower, but Jesus invites Nicodemus to now follow him in the light. You see, admirers cheer on Jesus in the darkness, but followers serve him in the light. Admirers cheer on Jesus in the darkness, but but, but true followers follow him in the light. And Jesus invites you and I today to stop cheering him on in the dark where no one sees, but to step out in the light and fully devote yourself to be a follower no matter what the cost. You see, we're invited to not just be a Jesus follower on Sunday mornings, but also throughout the week. We're invited to be alike, a light in the dark world. Listen, he invites you to step out in the light, to be a light shining in the darkness. You know, we live in a dark world and it keeps getting darker, right? They're starting to put the, in our world today, they're starting to put the, the blackout curtains on right? It's even, it's getting darker and darker. In our world today, it's always been dark and we are called to be the light. Matthew chapter number four says, ye are the light of the world. That's speaking of you if you're saved today. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You see, a true follower doesn't hide himself under a bushel. You ever seen, you remember singing that song as a kid? This little light of mine, right? I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, right? A true follower of Jesus Christ doesn't, doesn't put a bushel over their light. They say, hey, I'm I'm willing to devote my everything to Christ. I'm willing to step out into the light. I'm willing to give up uh, my my, my pleasures and, and, and my comfort to follow him in the light. Jesus invites you, like he did Nicodemus, to step into the light. But let me say this. As he invites you to step into the light, you will be tested. You will be tested in your life. Turn over to chapter number seven. Look at Nicodemus. He has a testing in his life. He comes to Jesus in the dark. Jesus says, hey, I want you to step into the light. I want you to follow me. 
And then we come to chapter number seven. Look at verse number 32. The Bible says this, the Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him. Who, who's him? Jesus. And the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. So the Pharisees, who are Nicodemus's co-workers, if you will, they hear that all these people are coming to know Jesus Christ. They're, they're believing in Christ and they get upset. They're, they're supposed to be following us. They're supposed to be following the law. They're to be our disciples, not Jesus's. And they get upset. And so they go tell the police, right? They go tell the officers, I want you to go and get Jesus and bring him back to me. Go, go find Jesus and bring him, him back. But we find here that, that they go to Jesus and Jesus tells them that, that he's just here for a little while. He says, I'm here just for a little while. I'm about to go back to the Father. And when I do, you're not going to be able to find me. And these, these officers are confused with what Jesus is trying to say. And they, they, they don't take him. They don't, they don't uh, arrest him. And so they go back to the Pharisees. Look at verse number 45, chapter number 7. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers, verse number 46, answered, Never man spake like this man. The Pharisees asked the officers, where's Jesus? Why didn't you bring him back? You, you come back empty-handed? And they look at him and say, there's never been anyone that has spoken like this man before. There's something different about this man. We couldn't do it. We couldn't take him. We, we couldn't bring him to you. Verse number 47. Then answered them, the Pharisees, are ye also deceived? Nicodemus's co-workers get upset with these officers and they say, oh no, now you've been deceived by this man. Now you have believed that Jesus is the Messiah. Now you have believed that he is the light. And they say, well, what's going on here? Now you have been deceived. Verse number 48 and 49. The Pharisees say, have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. So now we see here, Nicodemus is going to be tested. Has he decided to truly follow Christ? Has he decided to follow Jesus and step out into the light? Or is he going to continue to hide in the dark when it comes to his relationship with Christ? Nicodemus' coworkers look around and they say, hey, listen, those, that, those of us who know the law, we haven't been deceived by this man. We haven't been deceived. But those who don't know the law, they're cursed. They're, they're following after this man's deception. And I can picture him looking at the other Pharisees and looking at Nicodemus and, and they say, well, have you been deceived? None of us have, right? We know the law. We know the teachings of, of the law. We haven't been deceived. And so he asked Nicodemus, hey, have you been deceived? What does Nicodemus answer in verse number 50? Nicodemus say, saith unto them, he that cameth to Jesus by night, being one of them, doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And every man went unto his own house. Nicodemus, what does he do here? He speaks out on the behalf of Jesus Christ, doesn't he? He says, hey, I'm going to speak out for this man. I'm going to speak up. 
I'm going to step into the light. Listen, understand here that this, this meant Nicodemus risking a lot of things. It meant him risking his job, his income, his friendships with his other Pharisees, with his co-workers. It, he, he risked a lot by stepping out. And here's the reality that Nicodemus had to come to know. And here it is. There is no way to follow Jesus without him interfering with your life. There's no way to truly follow Jesus without him interfering with your life. You see, following Jesus will cost you something. Following Jesus always costs us something. The Bible, Jesus told his disciples, take up your cross and follow me. It costs something for us to truly devote and follow Christ. And that's why so much of us still remain admirers and not truly followers of Christ is because we don't want to sacrifice things in our life. For Nicodemus, it would cost him a powerful position. It would cost him the respect of his coworkers. It would cost him his source of income, his livelihood. It would cost him friendships. Brings up the question for us today. For most admirers today, has following Jesus cost you anything? Has it cost you a job? Has it cost you friendships? Has it cost you family relationships? Has it cost you giving up fleshly desires? Has it cost you giving up comfort? Has it cost you giving up time? Truly following Christ costs something. Kyle Idleman says this. He says, most of us don't mind Jesus making some minor change in our lives. But Jesus wants to turn our lives upside down. Admirers don't mind him doing a little touch-up work. But Jesus wants complete renovation. Admirers come to Jesus thinking tune-up, but Jesus is thinking overhaul. Admirers think a little makeup is fine, but Jesus is thinking makeover. Admirers think a little uh, decorating is required, but Jesus wants a complete remodel. Admirers want Jesus to inspire them, but Jesus wants to interfere with their lives. Listen, once again, as a relationship with Jesus Will, your relationship with Jesus Christ will be tested in your life. Are you willing to step into the light? Are you willing to step into the light when you're tested in that moment? Or will you still hide in the darkness? I believe that Nicodemus lost all of those things that I mentioned prior. I believe he lost his job. He lost his status. I want you to turn over to chapter number 19. We're almost done. Look at chapter number 19. Look at verse number 39. The Bible says this. We'll let you guys answer your phone call first and then we'll. <laughs> chapter number 19 and look at verse number 39. The Bible says this. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about an hundred pound Wait, you see there in verse number 39, this is the only time that Nicodemus is not prefaced with his title of a Pharisee. This is the only time where you see that Nicodemus is not called 
one of those or called a Pharisee. He was willing to lose all of that to follow Jesus Christ. Which leads us to our last point. Decide to follow Christ today. Decide to follow Christ today. Look at verse number 38. Chapter number 19, the Bible says this. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight, then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they, Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. After Jesus had been crucified, we read that Nicodemus brought this mixture of myrrh and aloes. This was an expensive gift. This was an expensive gesture, and it cost him much. This gesture cost him more than just money. There was no longer any chance of hiding his love for Jesus Christ. He was going to help carry the body of Christ to the tomb. He was willing to now step into the light to say, hey, I am now a follower of Christ. See, in fact, when most others had abandoned Jesus or were hiding in fear, Nicodemus makes this great gesture of love and ad and devotion toward Christ. You see, in Nicodemus' life, listen, church, things had moved past words of belief that he expressed in the darkness. He was no longer a secret admirer. He wasn't just an enthusiastic fan. It seems that he had become a follower in the light. See, Jesus didn't merely call people to admire him or follow him if convenient. That's not what he called us to do. He called us to a radical realignment of our passions and actions. You see, he doesn't want a one day a week affection from us. Can I get an amen this morning? He doesn't want a one day a week affection from us in our Christian lives. Listen, he wants and he desires our whole heart. And some of us in here today, we need to stop being an admirer of Christ in the dark. But step out into the light and fully devote our lives to Christ. Be the light that we need to be in this dark world. You understand today that Jesus doesn't just want a key to a few doors of your heart. He wants a master key to everything, to every area of your life. He desires that from you today. He isn't looking for admirers. He's looking for followers who are fully devoted, who say, I am going to put Jesus first. I'm going to put Jesus first. Church, this is just something that I've been burdened about in my own life. Sometimes we get so busy and so caught up in the mundane of things with church 
that we find ourselves hiding in the darkness. We need to start stepping out into the light. We need to start letting people know in our community that we know Jesus Christ, amen? That he's the savior of the world, that he loves them in spite of what they've done, in spite of what, they, what they're doing today. He loves them and he's died for them. He wants to save them. But we have to make the decision, are we going to step out into the light and follow Christ? You know, I believe that truly there's a difference between a Christian and a disciple. There's a difference between a Christian and a disciple. A Christian knows Christ and they're saved and they're saved for all of eternity, amen? But a disciple says, I am willing to follow Christ no matter what. Let's stop being admirers of Christ and be followers, true followers. Listen, some of us are content with just being an admirer of Jesus in the dark. We want to come to church and church is great. I love Sundays, amen? I love seeing you. I love being here with the people of God. Church is wonderful, but we want to come to church and we want to fellowship with believers. We want to put a Jesus bumper sticker on our car, but we are not willing to step out into the light. We're not willing to say, Jesus, you can have all of me. No matter if it costs me friendships, no matter if it costs me comfort, no matter if it costs me giving up other priorities in my life, I'm willing to follow you in the light. Let us all decide today, Fellowship Baptist Church, that we are no longer going to be in the dark as an enthusiastic admirer of Jesus Christ, but that we are going to step into the light and be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? Listen, will you and I follow Christ in the light? Will you and I put Christ first? above all else. Because listen, when we fully yield our lives to him and say, God, I'm all in, he will use you in ways that you could never even imagine to reach the lost around you, to be an encouragement to other believers. He will use you in such a great way when you completely yield to him and say, God, I'm giving you my all. No longer am I hiding in the dark stepping into the light. I want to be a fully devoted follower of you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com.